0: How y'all doing this morning? morning. Fine, thank you. I am going to kind of switch my um, lesson around a little bit because I'm going to talk about the journey of it all. And my journey started in my drug addiction in Knoxville, Tennessee for 15 years in and out of jail at the uh, Maloneyville (coughs) Road. And... My last incarceration was at the Tennessee Prison Outreach. I mean, Tennessee Tennessee Prison. And um, being out there, being on drugs, we are very smart. We're smarter than most people can even comprehend how we get things done to get our drugs. But one thing we don't think about is the consequences. The consequences of doing, those drugs and doing the crime that we get to do those drugs when I I used to pray I always knew there was a God but I was never raised in a church and I'll never forget the last time I got high in the motel room just got back from Atlanta with a hot vehicle had another one on the way back, always picked up another one on the way back home to Knoxville. And um, had money in my pocket, was hooked up in a motel room, smoking dope. Got shot, got stabbed, got cut, all within three days. On the twelfth day of getting high straight and drinking, I asked God to take my life. I was tired. I was done. I was over it. I was devastated that somebody would do that to me. So I went and got back in my hot vehicle and got two blocks away from the motel room Well, I hopped back to the vehicle (laughs) because the bullet went through my foot. Got up two blocks and the police pulled me over so as I was praying to God to end my life not knowing God don't end your life God gives you life my, answer, my prayers were answered because I got sent to prison I got out of Knoxville that was my ticket out that was my ticket to sit down and figure out my life prison was very hard for me you know, everybody always says prison's the easy way to go. County jail's the hard part. Prison was the hardest for me. Does anybody, would anybody like to take a stab at why prison was so hard for me? You can't have your coffee in the morning. <laughs> no, we did have coffee, but it was <laughs> cold coffee. <laughs>
1: You're
0: not in I wasn't in control of myself. Thank you. For so many years, I did what Naomi Hurt wanted to do when she wanted to do it and how she wanted to do it. I didn't answer to nobody. I answered to myself, well, I can't really say that because I answered to the devil because I was right next door with him, hand in hand, walking those streets. People don't realize how much every person out there on that street has got a story to tell. They have a background, and some of those stories are very devastating. But anyway, I'm not going to (laughs) stop. The thing about it is people don't understand, and we don't understand what is taken away from us when we go to prison and how much our life is going to change. Name one thing that's taken away from an individual. One thing that you would be taken away from you going to prison.
1: Well the main thing would hurt me is my big soft
0: bed because little about like that. Okay. What about you? Just just the freedom that just I can't freedom. come and go. when yeah. I want to go. Grant. Family. Mm-hmm. Family. Uh-huh. What about you, sir? What about you ma'am in the yellow? I was
2: going to say the same thing
0: freedom freedom glenda freedom but I, yeah. uh, take a bath when I want to <laughs> <laughs> There's no bathtubs there. Miss okay. <laughs> Griffin I like a sense of safety
1: Safety Yeah we I, mean, uh, I had an inmate tell me when he
2: got out he was going to go in the bathroom and shut the door and lock it <laughs>
1: Yeah crazy. yeah we
0: can have some prizes. Go ahead. Your freedom of choice. my freedom of choice. That's a good one.
2: How
0: you spend your time. What, you know, choice is about what you're going to do with your day. Yes. All that. Prison is very controlled. You do what they say when you say. You got a time for roll call. You got a time for showers. You got a time to eat. You got a time to where you can be let out of your cells to go to your classes, to go to church services, to go to the the recreation area. All of this is on a schedule. So that's why, that's where that thing where they call institutionalized comes in. I wasn't in prison that long. Two years was long enough for me. But I felt God as soon as I stepped on those grounds. I felt the power of the Lord. I felt a power I never understood before. You know, and I still was... In fact, I got baptized when I was in prison. But I also was riding the post. Sometimes I'd go to the left. Sometimes I'd go to the right. Yeah, because... I had an image to keep up. There was a lot of girls from Knoxville coming up there and they always knew that me is bad and doing what I needed to do and I still thought I needed to keep up that image. Until one Sunday <coughs> when I heard, ladies, what if this is gonna be your last chance to get it? And I thought to myself, wow, I don't wanna die with the devil. I died with the devil a long time ago, but I want to live for the Lord, and that's what changed my life, to be able to live for the Lord, and, you know, and my walk just didn't stop there. It kept going when I got out of prison and went to the halfway house, a faith-based halfway house, and then I was blessed with the job at prison ministries, but... One person told me just yesterday, in fact, I think it was Tammy, that one girl said what she missed most of all about being locked up and uh, losing her right to be able to walk in the grass with no shoes on, barefooted. And I said, and I thought about that. I thought, yeah, you're right. You know, back in the day, they would let you do that. You could have swimming suits there and bathe out and... You know, that was way back when. You could wear your street clothes. Your parents could bring you TVs, radios, groceries. You know, but the system has changed so much. It was hard for me just to wrap around two years in that penitentiary. I got actually a three-year at 30%. But I couldn't. I could never figure out how a person could be doing life or 20 years, or even five years, I thought it was hard enough for me to do that little bit of time I did, because that is no way to live. That is, that is no way for a human to live. But I understand the consequences you have to pay for the crimes you do. And I understand that part. But I don't understand the prison system, especially for a female. Prisons weren't made for females. They weren't. They were made for males. But women are going more to prison now than males. So somewhere we're broken Us women are broken. We don't trust. We don't love. We have so much hate in our heart because of how we're treated in the free world through our drug addiction. And then we're treated like animals in the prison system. You know, we had to wear men's clothing when we're in prison. Those, those TDOC blues are made for men. And how don't you think I know that? Because the zipper on the pants, you know. I mean, it's just... Our commissaries are so much different than the men's. our classes, our privileges are so much different than the men's. A man can have a guitar. A woman can't. A man can have cologne. Us women tear the pages, the cologne strips out of the pages. I mean, it's just crazy how much different, and some of the prisons, You can order food on the outside and they'll bring it in. Have it delivered. Women can't do that. Women cannot do that. Ma'am?
1: Would that be because uh, maybe uh, your time was maybe shorter than the others? Or, you know, was there some reason
0: for that? They just don't do that for the women. Yeah, it's never commendations for women. When they close down a men's prison, to put a woman's prison there,
1: right.
0: you know, like up there at Bloodsoul, they shut that one down and, to open it up for women. The day they were supposed to transport women up there, they figured out that they still had the urinals in there. Oh. I mean, and then on top of that, men have open showers. So I know for a fact that M- Memphis, the MLCC, the women's prison here in Memphis. So when they first started moving down here, the guards watched the ladies take showers. Then they wondered why so many women were getting pregnant. And that's just the way up at Blood So Men's facilities are built different. They don't accommodate women. Now, the Tennessee prison for women—that was built for women. Even though you got to share a room, but you know uh, that that facility is much better. I'm sorry. I like my privacy. I can't. I can't do it. I used to think it was all fun and game going into jail and getting some rest and. Getting me some bloating sandwiches in me. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, there was times in my addiction, y'all, that I would beg for a cop to come and talk to me so I can have him run my name. Cause I needed to rest. And I wasn't getting no rest out there. You don't. Darn. Don't have no worn out on me yet. <laughs> but you know and, and that's the thing we're not in our right mind but then some of us are still not in our right mind when we go to prison and that's why I'm so thankful for prison ministries even though at the time I was in prison We didn't have the New Life Behavior classes up in there yet. But I had Church of Christ. I had that genuine love. And that's what made so much, so much impact on my life. The love, the care, the understanding that somebody could actually give me. And didn't hold nothing against me. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to open it up for questions anyway now. And I, I wanted to say one thing. I I appreciate everyone coming to my class. Um, why do you
1: think that you got started
2: on drugs? Why do you, why do you uh, think that you got started using a
0: couple of added um, you know, Mine started back when I was a child. How old were you? Ten years old. That's the very first time I ever picked up anything was when I was 10 years old. And that was alcohol.
2: How old were you when you were put in prison?
0: First time, I was 18. The second time I was, what was I, third, where was I? It was in 2006, March 21st, 2006. And I'm 53 now, so... I was in my late 30s, maybe, early 40s. So were you
2: in the mindset that you would never uh, be called, or did you try to be called?
0: Well, I think me praying to God, like, I mean, there was times I knew I was invincible. I've had people come up on me with guns. I've been cut from here to here. I actually was cut from my eyebrow. It skipped over my eye and came down here and went all the way down. I've been stabbed. I missed my lung. I've been stabbed in my head. Been ran down because of the things I was out there doing. Thinking that I was invincible. And I was, in my own mind. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to take this down. Because <clears throat> I'm me. I'm going to fight to the end. And I did. No. Until I got shot. I just one more question. I'll somebody else. Honey, the only thing I think, are you talking about on the outside or the inside? On the outside, on the outside you've got to watch yourself real close. Because they're going to get you hemmed up. You never know what's waiting around the corner. You never know what's going to wait. The only thing you can do is encourage them, pray for them, and show them as much love as you can. But that person's going to end up asking you for money. That person's going to ask you make up stories, make you feel sorry for them, and one of these days they might have your life in danger. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to say that. That's why as volunteers we don't give out personal information like phone numbers, addresses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just, we, God's going to protect us. But God does not want us to put ourselves out there in a dangerous situation hoping he's going to, or relying upon him to get us out. Well,
1: they
2: since we're talking about inmates' culture, you know, I need something said. I'm just curious. How did you deal with this image you mentioned a few minutes ago? When you just obeyed God, and yet you had to keep the image up, and please your so-called buddies
0: in there. How well, I really wasn't you? obeying God at that time. You had not. Well, I mean, when I started going to church, I was curious. And at first, when I started going to church at TPW, it was because I got out of that cell. There was a reason. There was something behind that. Well, at least I'll be, I'm going to listen to this person talk because I'm going to be out of my cell. I'm not going to be locked down in this cell. I get to go out and walk and look at the sunshine and, you know, have my swag on and, you know. And then I'd go to church, and I would sit there and listen and listen and then, I'd think, gosh darn, is he talking right at me? But then, as soon as I left, got whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, you know. How did you deal with that?
2: How did I deal with it? With your buddies or friends, when you got a hold the image with, plus you just use the.
0: Well, I was just talking the talk; I wasn't walking the walk.
2: So, how long did you keep that up?
0: I kept that up for probably probably a good month
2: so the avengers saw through that Mm. did they avengers see through that that
1: you just
0: no I had I went one Sunday in fact it was Thomas Snow that came up my boss and he just said ladies I need you to think about something what if this is your last chance to get it what if you leave here and you die because you're going to go right back out in your old behavior what if this is your last chance yes. to get it right? Mm-hmm. And that's what changed my life. Mm-hmm.
2: Asking,
0: after you became a Christian, right. what was your relationship with the inmates? Oh, oh. oh, oh, okay. I thought,
2: that, well, you didn't the, say why. So how did you maintain that image you mentioned? You said you had to
1: hold up image.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it? once no. I took God on fully and got baptized, yeah. I encouraged people to go with me. I I would take my Bible out to the day room, and I would read my Bible. And I'd say, hey, Susan, check this out. This is us. Read this verse, you know. And that's how a lot of people would go to church with me then. You know, Bible studies. Right. And my light was shining. My light was shining, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Right, and I could breathe finally. <laughs> finally, I could breathe and feel comfortable about it.
2: So, how long did you stay in the cell? Uh, when you got there, before you decided Okay,
1: I'm going. To, I need to get out of here and go to church. Or
0: well, when I first got on the compound, that was the old rules. I was in a build. No, what building is that? Segregation building. C5. C C building. I was in. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was in Unit 3, and that was a mandatory 30 days. So I was in there for 30 days with only being out of myself for one hour to go outside and to get our meals. The rest of the time we was locked down. Then when I got out to the free world with the main compound, (sighs) I want to say probably about six months. Yeah, it was no easy... I mean, you got to understand, I put myself in a position where, situation where I love the devil. Because right, right. the devil let me do anything I wanted to do. Yeah. When I wanted to do it, I didn't have to answer to nobody. Right. And then once I got curious about this church thing, like I said, I wasn't raised in church, but I was curious, and Church of Christ was the first one that I went to, and that's the only one I went to. Man,
1: mm Money,
0: you're doing nothing but into Let me tell you something real fast, just not even a month ago, one of the girls that I used to do a drug addiction with, she lives here in Nashville now. She was HIV positive for a long time, but she had a baby, and I thought she was doing real well. She was going and talking, she went to New York and talked on a big council type thing on HIV and everything, and one day she called me and she said, Naomi. She said, I'm really in a bind. I don't have no formula for my babies or diapers. Is there any way that you can give me any money? And I said, well, I got about $10 in my purse, uh, but I can't leave until after work. Well, by the time I got over there, her car was wrecked, and uh, the baby was in the back. And I told Tiffany, I said, here, this is what I got. I got $21. So I gave it to her, but I knew something was off. I just felt something was off. So I called another friend, Pebbles, which she was in a drug addiction with us too, and she's doing all really good. But uh, I said, what's going on? Uh, And she told me, I said, what's going on with Tiffany? And she said, she's back out there on drugs, Naomi. I said, I just gave her money to get drugs. I felt so bad. I really did. So I Facebooked her and sent her a private message and told her how I felt about it and that I'd be praying for her. But for her, as long as she's in her drug addiction, please don't call me no more. It's sad because, you know, they can pull the wool over your eyes and you're gonna trust them. You never know what anybody's doing out there, y'all. It that takes us a while to learn. Yeah. Well, as soon as she mentioned that baby, I know I had the heart for that baby. You know, I, I'm... Right, well I do anything out of good faith but yeah and you know how many people I I took for a ride Ooh. yes ma'am
2: amen so thank, thank you jesus life, I, live Memphis, kind of I live in Knoxville now uh-huh.
0: no I did not do
1: you
0: me now? no I do not okay. and a lot of people don't understand that I'm going to tell you for two, two reasons I love Celebrate Recovery that's what I went to when I was in the Halfway House love Celebrate Recovery now I know the type of person I am and God blessed me with this way before I even knew God because when I'm done with something I'm done with it But if I ever, now I I lived in this apartment complex that was low income when I first got out of the halfway house. And there was a bunch of ruckus going on out in the hallway and I opened up the door and there was two girls smoking crack right by my door. And I told them to get out of my hallway. This is no place to be having crack. And I actually contemplated that I could buy me a rock that night sitting at my desk. I thought, well, one's not going to hurt. This is, this was me. Okay? And I looked up at the wall to see what time it was, and there was my, this house is blessed by the Lord. And I said, Naomi, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I opened up my front door with my broom, and I swept the devil out. I've swept him out of my house quite a few times, (laughs) y'all. And I went to work the next day and I told Thomas. Well, Thomas said, you got to go. You got to get out of there. Find you a place, we'll get you moved. But I, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. I have contemplated about getting high. But I know down deep inside, like I tell the girls, the devil keeps blinders on you because he don't want you to see the truth. So take those blinders off. Take those sunglasses off. And see the true light of the Lord. And this is something that you will strive for the rest of your life. Ma'am. They didn't want to use. God's Right, right.
2: so just the passages and words of
0: God. If I ever have a problem, I know there's one person I can go to. And that's my Father Almighty. And he's going to deliver me through anything, really, y'all. He's going to deliver me through anything. And, you know, he might, I could never figure out when I first became a Christian, is they say, just pray about and ask God and he will deliver. Well, I'm the type of person that when I need something or want something, I need it or I want it now. And I couldn't understand why I had to wait for so long for God's answer. And one of my, used to be one of my dearest friends, he's on death row. Uh, we had a fallen out, but that's all right too. I still, Praise God for him. Because he taught me a lot. But he said, Naomi, God, don't wear a watch. It's not on your time. It's on his time. But see, I was still a baby in Christ at this time, so I really didn't understand. And I thought, well, if I ask, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I should receive.
1: (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) Now. (laughs) God, now. No.
0: (laughs) Ma'am.
2: Uh-huh. And the reason I, because uh, I, I worked the 12 program. It helped me a lot in uncovering and taking those onion layers off to help. Okay,
0: and I agree with you on that, and I was kind of like that way too, but I didn't have to work the 12-step program to understand what was wrong with me because I already knew what was wrong with me. When I was 10 years old, my stepfather started sexually molesting me, and that's where my problems started coming in at. I knew he did that. I knew my mama knew he did that. But you know what? I stopped using crutches. For poor, pitiful Naomi. And started. I broke that cycle. And now that's where I'm at today. This is where I'm at today. Because I broke that cycle. I'm sorry when somebody's going to tell me once a drug addict, always a drug addict. Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Once a prostitute, always a prostituter. No. That's not. Don't label me like that. And that's what made me so mad about these programs because why don't they they say once a child of God always a child of God no they take all that negative stuff and want to keep that negative stuff on you thinking that you're lower than the dirt you walk on and that's what makes me mad because I'm so high up there now I'm reaching for God I can't wait for him to grab my hand and say come on girl we're gone yeah,
1: sweetie. I'm sorry? No, I'm sorry. I don't even know. Okay, I got this side, y'all. Let me do this
0: one. Let me, let me do this one, woman. And I'm coming over to this side. <laughs> Go ahead, huh? Right. The the and it all wins out to the same outcome where you're doing the wrong it's thing. It's A to Z. Everybody right. got an addiction. That's right. Yes. yes. No matter what it is, everybody's got an addiction. Right. And it's the labeling that causes the yeah. ongoing yeah. cycle yeah. of being a yeah. victim and victimizing. Right. Right. So once you break that label and you allow God to live in you and you really pour it to the word and find out who you are in reflection to him. It's amazing how fast your life can transform and what you can do in the Well, minute. my main thing is breaking, breaking that cycle, y'all. Break that chain. Break that chain and realize you're your own person. You're the one that controls your life. Control it and leave that past alone. You'll never forget that past, but you can leave it alone and you don't have to dwell on it. You can help somebody forget about that past. Okay, y'all, I'm done with y'all. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, sir.
2: Uh, two points. Uh, as far as the step, 12 step program, mm-hmm. most of the people that overcome drug addiction <coughs> have made up their minds that they're going to give up drugs. Yes. Yes, that, yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Mind, yes. drug the second point that I, I thought you said first you were out of your mind. Right. You were out of your mind. And I want to ask the question, do you believe that
0: was a product of your environment? It was the product of the way I wanted to be. Okay.
1: Well, you... you Because if
0: if I'm out of my mind, then I got all the excuses in the world to say, well, I wasn't in my right mind. That's a label. Yes, it is. That's a label. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. I could be living in a mansion on top of the hill... And I could still have a cocaine dealer come and bring me cocaine and I could cook me up a rock. It's just a label.
2: Yeah. My point is, is that most people who believe that believe a lie. Right. Yeah. That they are a product of their life. It's because of the choices that we make. And God gives us these choices right. to overcome the issues of life. Yes. And if we don't make those right choices, then we succumb to it. Right. And our flesh become our God.
0: Right, right. That's what we have to satisfy. But, but, a, but a, drug, a drug addict or anybody out there doing not living for God, they don't understand that. I'm going to tell you a little story real fast. And this is what, they said something always comes in threes. How many of you all heard something always comes in threes? I'm walking on the street in Knoxville. I'm <clears throat> Magnolia Avenue. And I get right there to, uh, right past the budget motel. And this lady pulls over and she said, I just want to tell you that God loves you. (laughs) Meanwhile, I got crack cocaine in my pocket. I got a fifth of vodka in my back pocket. I got my headphones on listening to, I think I was listening to Snoop Dogg. I don't get ready to go get high and get drunk because I just left the dope dealer house and she wanted to tell me that God loved me. This lady, clear out of the sky. I mean, clear out of the sky. Yeah, out of the sky. So I got about three blocks up and this man has a jewelry store. Waved me in and when I got in there, I thought, oh my goodness, here's another trick right on. He owns a jewelry store. I'm going to get him. This is my way of thinking. I walk in and he's got his Bible in his hand. Man what's going on so he gives me this bible i'm thinking what am i going to do with this bible okay thanks god bless you okay bye i got things i need to do this this dope's burning a hole in my pocket and i get up to the pilot and there's a preacher (laughs) And he said, my child, can I talk to you? And I really wanted to tell him no, but I was trying to be respectful. So after he gave me this little sermon about being a street person, blah, blah, which I know they all had good intentions, but I was ready to get high. Right. On the way to getting high, I said, oh, my God, three in a row just happened. Boom, 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 am I getting ready to die? <laughs> Well, let me get this dope smoked.
1: <laughs> That's,
0: <what I> <laughs> That's how I thought. I'm serious. That's how I thought. I need to get my dope smoked. I need to get my drink on. <clears throat> I'm already living with the devil. I don't know nothing about God. So, oh well. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, hon. The most, the most anger I ever felt towards the Lord is when I was told my kids were killed at a young age, and that's what started my addiction. i got five minutes.
2: Naomi, you may want to tell them, you always tell me that we need to hold people accountable. Uh-huh. You may want to bring that out.
0: Well... It's a long story and I really don't have time to tell it. But guess what? After wasting all the 18 years of not being with my kids, my kids are back in my life today. It was over a jealous girlfriend. And I wasted all that. I got all that time taken away from me. But the good Lord gave it back to me. And that's what I'm so thankful for today because he loved me so much. And he knew I was doing the right thing that he put me back in my kids' life and my grandbaby's life. But I also believe that God has a purpose for each and every one of us, no matter whether we've been in the church all of our lives or we've been a drug addict. Because we're here to help somebody. We're here to show love. and that's what I truly believe and I thank the Lord I thank the Lord for my journey I would never want to be back in a cell. but if God chose me to be there I'd have to go I would have to go because I know he's sending me there for a reason it's not on my own accord it's God's choice because I don't live that life no more. I wouldn't like it, but I'd have to do it. So, does this
1: give you a high when you do your talks? Yeah, yeah. There's not too
0: many of us out there that can do this. And God always gives them it to me from the heart. My experience is from the heart. I'm a lucky one. God chose me. And my light's still shining. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're almost done. I got about three minutes. I try, but they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Oh, I know I've gotten through to some of them, but uh, you know, I'll see the end results when it's time for me to go to heaven. Jail time, jail time is not enough time for anybody to get, get right, get it right. I'm sorry.
2: You know what? Uh, I teach, I facilitate at the Shelby County Jail classes. Uh-huh. And um of the same mindset most of the time,
0: but they don't want to hear. No, they don't want to hear it. They got hard hearts. I didn't want to hear it. Prison time set me down long enough to be able to hear what I needed to do.
1: But you know what? They continue to insist that we
2: facilitate. Yeah. You know, to
1: teach. But a
2: lot of times I think it's because, you know, they want to keep the idle mind of the inmates busy so that they won't
0: be into fights. Well, the one thing I do tell the ladies, and I've been there and I've done that. Every time I went to the county jail, I went right back to my same old playground. So it was an ever, it was a circle that never stopped. Never stopped. And I tell these girls, you go back to your same addictive, I mean, your same playgrounds. You're going to be back. And they do come back. Oh, I should have listened to Naomi. Well, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm stronger this time, Naomi. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it, but I'll see you back. Yeah. yeah. And Naomi will <laughs> be Uh-huh. We're talking about inmate
2: culture here. I see that with the men, the men are all about uh, doing motions, getting out. You know, yeah. they're about the business. The women, they're out there doing hair. They're doing, you know, uh, 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 playing patty cake or whatever they're doing. And Look. They cry about seeing
1: their children, but I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, well, the children are the last thing that they're on their mind when they're out there. So I don't even play games to that. Leave your kids alone, let them be all right. But let me tell you one last little thing I want to tell you, and then we got to go. Men are looking for women to lay down with. Women are looking for men to lay down with because they think I've been not with a man for three months. Oh my gosh, ninety days. <laughs> I had this guy come up to me and say, uh, Can we get up? I, I, I have a facilitator in here.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, so I get on my cell phone and I say, God, can I hook up with this man? This guy looked at me like, You're a crazy, woman, <laughs> and took off.
1: But I thank you all for coming. Appreciate it.